You may be seated. I heard a story once from a pastor friend of mine that told about a man who heard God speak to him. God showed him a huge rock outside of the cabin he lived in and said to him, I have some work for you to do. I want you to push against that rock every day with all of your strength. So because the man believed and had strong faith in God, he did what God asked him to do. God never said how long he wanted him to keep pushing that rock, so he simply obeyed day after day. The man worked from sunrise to sunset, using everything he had, pushing against this rock. Every night, he would come back to his cabin absolutely exhausted and sore. One night, he began to get discouraged, and he started thinking, why am I wasting my time with this? I could be off enjoying the great outdoors, doing something relaxing, and here I am pushing against some rock that won't budge. What's the point? I'm never going to be able to move that thing. Well, that night, the man tossed and turned and thought about just giving up on the rock. But in the early hours of the morning, he had a talk with God. Lord, he said, I have worked long and hard pushing that rock, just as you asked, with all of my strength. But yet, after all this time, I haven't even moved that thing an inch. I feel like such a failure. Well, God answered, when I asked you to serve me and you accepted in obedience, I told you that your job was to push against the rock with all your strength, which you have done. And now you come to me with your strength gone, thinking you failed. But is that really the case? Take a look at yourself. Your arms and legs have developed muscles you didn't have before. Your back is stronger and your hands are calloused from good, honest work. Through opposition, you have grown so much physically and mentally, and your abilities are way beyond those that you used to have. Plus, in the end, you remained obedient and faithful and didn't give up. Yet, you haven't moved the rock. I want you to think back to our first conversation. I never asked you to actually move the rock, did I? I simply asked you to push. It's my job to move the rock. Did God ever ask you to do something that sounded absolutely crazy, totally out of your comfort zone? In this man's case, he could have easily said no to God and left his cabin to go hunting or fishing or something. But he was faithful to God and obeyed what was asked of him. Sure, it was hard work, and I'll bet the man wondered what God's reason was for this. Obedience can be hard. It takes sacrifice, and many times it may require discipline and stretching ourselves beyond what we think we're capable of. God will lead us down paths that sometimes won't make any sense to us in our human wisdom. 
but we can't see the steps that are perfectly coordinated by God. For Christians, obedience means accepting the will of God and submitting to his will in our actions, words, and thoughts. It means moving aside and allowing God to be God. And it means trusting and having faith that he will be true to his word. When we obey, we don't try to control the situations around us by our own human strength. We obey his commands, not because we have to, but because we want to. When we obey, we demonstrate our faith and follow his lead, even when we aren't sure of the outcome, and there will be times we never even know why or see the reason for what he's asked us to do. And it was by this type of faith that Joshua and the people of Israel obeyed God's command and marched around, marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days. The battle plan to take the promised land was as simple as it was strange. God basically spelled it out to Joshua this way. Jericho and everything in it is yours. I want you to march around the city, circling at one time, once a day for six days. Then on the seventh day, march around the city seven times. When you hear one long blast of the horns, have all the troops give a loud shout. Then the city wall will collapse and the troops will advance straight ahead into the city. Now, as far as military strategy was concerned, that was a pretty strange plan. But God's sovereign ways often don't make sense in our limited minds. The plan to conquer the city of Jericho was unique in two ways. First, it was laid out by God himself. And second, the plan was a seemingly foolish one. Even though it seemed irrational through the eyes of the Israelites to enter Jericho in the way God asked for it to be done, they knew not to question God's purpose or instructions. It's often said that there is a method to the madness, and sometimes you have to be willing to stand out or be radical to live an obedient life. After hearing this plan from Joshua, some of the Israelites probably thought it was a pointless waste of time when their goal was right there within sight. But it sounds to me like it was a test of their faith, obedience, and patience. It may have forced them to realize that God was the one in control of how things were to play out and not them. Here's a question. What do you do when what God says doesn't match up with what you see, when all that's in front of you is a big wall standing between your promise and your present situation. There will be times when you are doing everything that you know to do, and you still don't see any progress. The Israelites walked around Jericho for six days, and as far as they could tell, nothing happened. 
I'm sure it increased the anxiety level of the people behind the wall. But for the Israelites, no bricks were falling. But always remember that just because you don't see God working doesn't mean that he isn't. Now think back to our story of the man and the rock. Picture yourself in this situation. God speaks and tells you to go push a rock. Then the rock never budges. At that point, I would probably lose hope and doubt the work that God told me to do. So, would I be willing to keep obeying God, or would I decide to give up? How much trust do I really have in God that he knows what he's doing and that he has a reason for me to continue? How obedient would I be in a situation like that, where God seems to be testing my faith? Would I be accepting of any discipline I would need to persevere and follow God's command, no matter how crazy it seemed? In the case of the Israelites, they knew that God's blessings and promises were right there in front of them within reach. And they remembered what God had brought them through during the times they obeyed and put their faith in him. So in that faith, they did what they needed to do. Suit up, step up, and keep moving forward. The Israelites didn't give up or lose hope. And they knew that God's plan would be successful no matter how it may have appeared to them. So they lined up. Armed fighting men in front, seven priests carrying trumpets, more priests carrying the Ark of the Lord than the rear guard behind the Ark. The trumpets blew, but the men were completely silent, just as Joshua had ordered. They then marched around the city once and went back to camp to rest. It took endurance for Israel to do this for six days because they had to persist in something that didn't seem to make much sense. Plus, marching around that huge wall probably gave them an up-close look at the one thing that seemed to be impossible to get past. They realized that this was a battle bigger than they were and that they would not be able to win it alone. On the seventh day, the men lined up as usual but this time they began a march of seven laps around Jericho. Finally, the time came and Joshua gave the order for the men to shout. At the sounds of the shouts of his people, God in his awesome power brought that huge wall of stone and rock crashing down instantly. The Israelites stormed the city, winning an easy victory. It was when the people of God, by faith, followed the commands of God that the walls of Jericho fell. They trusted in God's plan even when it didn't make sense. They focused on God's power and not the size of the obstacle. They obeyed and did exactly as God required, literally putting one foot in front of the other and they followed his instructions every step of the way. As a result, the promise of God 
had got, the promise God had made to generations before was finally fulfilled. And looking back, we can see that the walls of Jericho fell because God said they would. The victory was something that God could have done completely without any help from the Israelites. But he wanted them to be a part of his work, as he wants us to be a part of his work today. Although their faith had at times failed, as ours sometimes does, in this instance, the children of Israel believed and trusted God and his promises. As they were saved by faith, so we are also saved by faith. And faith must be evidenced by obedience, even when God's commands seem foolish or pointless. When we are faced with seemingly insurmountable odds, may we have enough faith to do what God says and trust him that his way will succeed. God's way accomplished the goal he had in mind, and it is always a sign of our trust to never question his purpose. Now it may take us some time to walk around the problem or face the obstacles in front of you. Through our obedience, we need to allow God to work in us, teaching us the lessons he wants us to learn and enabling us to grow physically and mentally so that he can use us. God is good at putting us in situations that position and prepare us for what he has for us next. You may feel like you're walking in pointless circles or pushing against an immovable rock, but there is a purpose in each job he gives you to do. Don't let outside influences discourage you or distract you from God's work and lead you to take an easy way out. There's a reason why God has put you in that situation. God has a view of things that we don't have, and sometimes he asks us to do things that seem worthless or repetitive. But anything we do for God, and any time we obey, he will use it in his plan for us, guaranteed. Are there things in your life that God is asking you to do that are tough? Or things that don't make sense? Your obedience will show God that you trust him. And it will be counted as evidence of your faith. Obey God when the budget seems tight. Obey God and forgive even when something seems unforgivable. Obey God. And don't be afraid of hard work. Obey God and love others unconditionally. Obey God even when it seems pointless. If you don't think you have it in you to do what it takes to do what he asks you to do, just tell him about it. We all have his spirit living in us, and that includes the same power that took down the walls of Jericho. There are things we cannot do in our own strength, but the power of our God 
can accomplish more than we could ever dream to do on our own. Whatever you might see in front of you, don't lose hope and believe in what God is doing. Tomorrow could be the final lap before God fulfills his promises. Don't give up too soon. What if the Israelites had given up on day six, saying, this is ridiculous. Not one stone has fallen to the ground, and I don't see any progress. I'm done. This is where many give up, when we don't see any progress. We look for any sign of encouragement to know that we're marching in the right direction. And God says, keep walking by faith. Don't be tempted to stop. Obedience to God brings the blessing he's wanted to pour down on us for a long time. So if God asks you to push, push. And even if the rock doesn't move, keep pushing. If God tells you to start marching, march. Let God take down the walls. Let God be God and have faith in his promises. It's his job to move the rock. Let's pray. Mighty and powerful God, we trust you and have faith that you know what you're doing. You know our hearts and your plans for us are more than we can know or can see. Help us to be obedient servants whenever you call us for whatever you ask us to do, no matter how pointless or repetitive it may seem. You can move the rocks and walls in our way of the blessings you want to give us out of your love and promises. For that, we are forever thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.